It's like this little dirty little bass line. I don't fucking care. Can we move on to a new segment, please? Welcome to Just Two Fans, a sports show about sports. Obviously. About life. Because sports are life. And about just whatever the hell we feel like talking about. So, uh, let's go. What is up, everybody? What's happening, party people? I'm Jamie Friedlander. That's Eli Johnson. That is me, my dude. Back to our regular scheduled program here. Yeah. Yeah. Eli was a little uncomfortable last week. A little uncomfy just taking the <laughs> reins on a show. I don't know. I've, just, co- I've recovered from COVID. We're all good. I'm 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 very introverted, listener, so I don't I don't yeah, like that. That's how yeah. I would describe you. Yeah, introverted, quiet. <laughs> yeah. You know, not opinionated at all. Not not even a little. No. We didn't just have a 20-minute conversation about (laughs) rankings. (laughs) Nope. Like, that didn't just happen. It didn't at all. (laughs) It totally did. If if, if you can take one thing away from the show, listeners, that the Just Two Fans podcast is the least opinionated podcast and the fucking best at being humble, dude. So good at it. So fucking good at being humble. It's ridiculous, dude. While we're being humble... Yeah. We were so good at being analysts last year for the University of Oregon Alumni Association. We were. We did a great job. That they invited us back. Uh, Yeah, they did. Um, Here's the thing. I'm like, actually, like, we did do a good job. We, like, we did a lot of prep work for all those. Yeah. And we did a great job. Like, Jamie is actually being (laughs) humble by just being like, yeah, we did a good job. No, we we did a lot of work to, like, actually make it good. So, and it was good. (laughs) And it was good enough that they're inviting us back. We were apparently a very popular segment in their pregame show, which, I mean, I'm not surprised. Look at us. You see these forearms, dude? (laughs) Visual, visual. Chris is that was me. banging the table for a video element video! right now. Video! <laughs> um, and along with being invited back to do a pregame show for the Colorado game in two weeks, we were invited to an actual football game at Autzen. Uh, yeah, big ups uh, to the Alumni Association for being fucking cool. Yeah, so... I am flying to Oregon for the Wazoo game. I'm going to a football game at Autzen for the first time since 2013, and I am hyped. I yeah, dude, I'm I'm hyped too. I haven't been in a while. I guess it's only been like two years. You went in 2019. Yeah, I went in 2019. Um, so I, I'm pretty hyped too. It's gonna be a good time. They're they're hooking us up. We're gonna be in a suite. And yeah. I, I I've never watched a football game from a suite before. And I, I, I can't even, I don't, I, I've been in those suites, right? I've been in them as a marching band member for the competition we held annually. I've been in those suites. I still can't imagine watching a football game from there. It's going to be next level, especially with that like giant ass new scoreboard they got. Oh, like, it's so going to be, it's going to be so good. So big ups uh, to Shannon over at the Alumni Association for hooking us up big time. Love you. Yes. You're the best. Yep. You're the best. So, yeah, we're doing that. I'm 
super stoked. But also check it on the Colorado, the Colorado game. Check in on that because uh, it'd be cool to have people in um, when <clears throat> we're doing that as well. We will post the links. We'll get you all hooked up if you if you follow our social media that doesn't do anything. It'll be on there at some point. Yeah, yeah. At some point, we'll we'll talk about it. It'll be great. It'll be yeah. great for us. It will. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We have a lot to talk about yeah, this week. Lots of lo- <clears throat> Can I? Okay. So I do have to be a little bit honest with you. Um, and that is that I did not watch a ton of sports this week. Um, well, weekend. I, I might say uh, because um. The Ducks had a bye week, and uh, when the Ducks have a bye week, I took I took kind of advantage of that, and I was like, I'm going to go to a concert with my friends. Uh, turns out, I went to the concert and then just got food poisoning uh, while I was there. Not cool, but uh, that took up my whole day, so I didn't I didn't watch like any college football. Uh, you missed out because Saturday was, mm, you know, Oregon didn't play, so it wasn't fantastic it was it was maybe the best day of college football that i have just sat down and watched in a long time maybe ever it was just yeah. non-stop from first kick to the last game was insane all day yeah that's what i heard and it's, it's kind of disappointing because i was like i was like oh i'll just it's fine like i like you know i'll, I'll find i'll miss it it's like a really good concert that i wanted to go to um, and then I spent a lot of it in uh, dark porta potty throwing up, and uh, so the turns universe out telling you you not, fucked up. Yeah, it wasn't worth it, you know. In the end, but, yeah. So I missed out on college football. But other than that, a lot of other shit happened. So I may not go into detail on each team when they were playing because I didn't watch them live. I still have strong <laughs> opinions on things that happened this week. So we're going to talk about those as Shocker. well. And weird, right? I mean, I don't have strong opinions because we're I'm not so opinionated. Yeah. I'm so introverted and I'm in my shell right now. 100%. Just in my shell. Yeah, that's you. My safe space. Yep. All right. We're going to start with Podium because there's the some... <laughs> I'm ignoring you. Um, <laughs> there's, there's some stories that we got to get out of the way first before we get into baseball and football and all that good stuff. Um. <clears throat> I don't really know where to put this story. It's kind of in the toilet. I can't give it a medal. Um, it was by far the most important story over the weekend. So I guess mm-hmm. it would technically be gold by our standards, but I'm not going to give it that title. And that is basically everything that happened with John Gruden. Yeah. This weekend. Um, and like, honestly, so I, I read the headline and when I, when I, the first headline I saw was Gruden fired as Raiders head coach. Um, which was, um, not correct. That's not how things went down, turns out. Um, but that's, that's the first thing I read and I was shocked. And then I started reading what actually happened and I became less and less shocked as this has gone by. So basically John Gruden like used like homophobic, racial, misogynistic, misogynistic, just terrible. Um, in unsurprising (laughs) news, John Gruden is kind of a dick. Um, yeah. And like he's always given me like weird like car salesman, like used car salesman vibes, like bad substitute theater teacher vibes. Like he's always given me like weird vibes like that. Um, so I'm I'm like not super shocked to see any of this, especially like with like him using slurs and stuff like he I don't know. I just I'm not shocked to see that. I don't know why. 
I wouldn't say yeah, as time got as time has gone by the last couple days, I'm less and less shocked, kinda like you. When it first came out, I was like, Holy shit. <laughs> like Yeah. John Well Gruden, my first reaction was like he had to do something big. And I mean he did, but like I was like, Oh shit. <laughs> yeah, and this all came about because of the investigation into the Washington football team and all of the happenings that went along with that program over the last what decade plus i don't even know how long this investigation is going but um that is how this all got leaked i'm assuming this is just the first of many dominoes to fall from this investigation because there's no way that john gruden was an isolated incident yeah absolutely um so uh, again in fairly unsurprising news um the Washington football team uh, ownership and uh, I guess like high up staff are also shitty people, um, which we already kind of knew. Oh, right? well, we a hundred percent knew that. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. We already knew. Um, but like this, this is this is going to have a big ripple effect because like what they were doing is essentially like um, as as the girls put it, they were pimping out their cheerleaders to like rich guys. Um, on trips for their calendar photo shoot. They sent uh, John Gruden nude pics of some of the girls. It's fucking, it's creepy old man shit, dude. It's real creepy boomer shit. Yeah, it's, uh, the whole (laughs) thing's just, you know, John Gruden came out and had his press conference and said, I'm not a racist and blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, dude, but like you said it. (laughs) Yeah, like, I I don't don't care about that. It's like, you literally called... (laughs) Uh, like uh, you called you called a openly gay member of a football like, of a of a draft class a, a homophobic slur. Like you don't accidentally do that, you motherfucker. No, no you're that just was, a oopsie. shitty person. Because he he called he called Michael Slam, uh Michael Sam's homophobic slurs, and it's like that you're just you're just shitty. Yeah, you're just a like, bad. Just say person. like, hey, I'm I'm a shitty person. Like I I get that what I said was wrong, so I got to step down. Like he's just like, I'm not no, I'm not that guy. But you are. You said that in private over email because you're an idiot. That fuck that guy, man. I like I hate again, it's like these half ass fucking apologies. It's like, no, like that I don't you he, are would, that he guy. didn't even apologize. I <laughs> just like he's just <laughs> he's a he's a bad person. Whatever. It 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 sucks. It hurts the Raiders, which is great for me because I fucking yeah. hate the Raiders. Um, I I do feel bad for that team because they have they had bought into John Gruden yeah. and everything he was preaching, and Derek Carr was like all about it and was actually having a decent year and everything. And you know now it just all kind of comes crumbling down. So I feel bad for those guys. Um, you know I watched the interview that Keyshawn Johnson had. I think it was yesterday. Uh, about it and Keyshawn Johnson won a Super Bowl with John Gruden and you know he he was basically saying yeah this is all unsurprising to me because you know the the longer I was in the league and the more I was away from John Gruden I kind of realized who he was as a person yeah and uh, it's all kind of coming to light now so I think think that interview is where I got the car salesman thing I was like that describes it fairly perfectly yeah is he got that used car salesman vibe yeah, and you're a, you have a former player saying that about you. Yeah. Like John Gruden's career is way over, like, done. You would think. 
<laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't. He's not coming back from this, at least in the NFL. USC may hire him, but um, yeah, <laughs> that's not. They're still waiting for Urban, <laughs> which is it? You know, what is that? A half step down at this point? I don't from, even know, man. <laughs> I just, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, John Gruden's career is over, and there's going to be a lot more dominoes to fall from this. So, yes, a ripple. That 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 Washington uh, football team investigation is going to be very interesting. After all this stuff, uh, has come it's out. gonna it's gonna definitely weed out some bad apples. Good. Fuck yeah. those guys. Yeah, yeah. Fuck them. There's no good, no place for that in 2021 at it's, all. Fuck, there's like, no place for that in the goddamn ever. Like, there's no place yeah. for it ever. But like, especially like, just go the fuck away. Yeah. Um. Bye. Okay. Moving along. J.R. Smith made his collegiate golfing debut this weekend. I cannot tell you how much I love this fucking story. Can we like J.R. Smith is a goddamn king, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, I didn't like him when he was in the NBA, but like now that like he's kind of like removed from that, and like he's just doing what he loves now, and I'm I'm here for it, man. <laughs> yeah, like, J.R. Smith, like classic tough guy. Like J.R. Smith came up in the NBA as a part of the Thuggets. Yeah, right. And Kenyon Martin and AI and all these guys groomed him to be like them basically right yeah yeah, yeah. listener you can make your own deductions from that um (laughs) and he was always just kind of that guy he was he was the goofball he he took his shirt off at parades when the Cavs won the championship and like all this stuff he was just kind of always out there and and weird um but yeah this watching this transition and watching him like become a collegiate golfer and like, just the way he like, and everything. Like, his way into cool. getting extra college eligibility. Yeah, I'm here for it, man. I love it. I love. Well, he that rolled shit. up to a college golf tournament in a Bentley, <laughs> and he played pretty well. I mean, he shot an 81, so it's not 83 like he's not, he's and like, 87, oh, or really? 80, 83 and 78. Sorry, I got that mixed. Oh yeah, so it's like it's not like he was like out of this world, but fuck it, dude. no, who and, cares? And, He's out there having and, a blast, man. And what is it? North Carolina A&T finished yeah. 11th out of 13. So, you know, he, he didn't light the world on fire and the winning scores he were like 66 daggers, though, man. and 65. But uh, J.R. Smith, a good golfer. Yeah. Is he a Division One collegiate golfer? Probably not. But <laughs> um, but if, you you're, if, you're, if you're anybody on that team, like, if you're that coach, like how do you how do you not have J.R. Smith on your team? Well, I mean, he's probably going to pay for like the next ten years of that golf. Exactly. Program. Like, yeah, you definitely, you definitely take J.R. Smith um, for the publicity alone and recruiting, and yeah, definitely. Um. Okay. <coughs> Gold medal. I don't even know what we're doing this week. Third <laughs> the top next. story: the NHL is back officially. I'm watching right now. Watching right now, the Seattle Kraken are losing to the Vegas Golden Knights because just about everybody does. Yeah, um, <laughs> really unfortunate draw for their first game really, ever. Like on the road too, really. Like you're not going to start the Seattle Kraken's franchise with a home game. What? Yeah. What are you doing? That's kind of some shit, man. Why? Kind of some shit. Um. But anyway, it's exciting. The NHL is back. It's on ESPN. It's actually accessible to people. 
going to be a game changer for the NHL, I think, over the next, uh, what, they sign a five-year or ten-year deal or something? Yeah. It was a pretty big deal um, yeah. <clears throat> that they signed. So, I'm here for it, man. Yeah. I, I want hockey to be bigger. Yeah, it's I want to be, be, like, just like... You know, I've always I've always been like I love watching hockey and I want to get more into it. So maybe this Kraken team will help me get more into it. Um, but like I'm I'm here for it, man. I hope I hope ESPN markets the shit out of this. They have been so far. I mean, there were a lot of commercials leading up to these games. Yeah, um, for sure. For so, sure. So so yeah, we will see. Uh NBA begins a week from today, I believe. Yeah, that's opening night. Um mm-hmm. so so we have done zero research into None. either of these sports. So, in true just two fans fashion, what <laughs> are your championship <laughs> predictions for the NHL and NBA? Okay. Um, NHL. Mm, I'm going to go uh, for the Bolts to do a three-peat. Bolts, three-peat. Well... They they lost their opening game, six well, to two. Okay, just saying at home <laughs> probably okay. means okay. they're not going to win a game. <laughs> yeah, you're right. O for team. <laughs> <laughs> um, ooh, okay. So last year I said the Avs and they didn't win it. So I'm not going to say the Avs. So hopefully that means they do. <laughs> I'm gonna go with. <clears throat> Man, it's really tough when I've done no research. At I all. know, right? That was just at a all. shot out of a cannon, man. That's I'm gonna go with uh, the Islanders. Okay. Um, the NBA. I'm gonna go. I just. I don't want to say Brooklyn. That's like the only. <laughs> I just don't. Don't want to. Mm, you go first on the NBA. Since I'm going to say. Uh, I'm going to say the Nuggets. Fuck it. I'm all in. Let's go. <laughs> fuck it. Why not, dude? Why the fuck not? I mean, they're hey, they've been a the top four. They've been a top four. What the fuck does preseason do have to do with anything? The Sacramento <laughs> Kings are leading the Western Conference at preseason. Tells you all you need to know about the preseason. Kings are going to win it all, dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, it's, you know what? Um, Kyrie can't play this year. Chris is going to kill us for this. I know. I know. This is going to be our first actual cold take. <laughs> I'm going to go, uh, it's definitely going to be, I'm going to go Clippers. I'm going to go for the Clips. I know, I but I'm going to go for not. it. I'm going to go for it. Gross. I don't know the why. Jazz, oh man, the Jazz are, the Western Conference is just loaded. It's just crazy, man. Just crazy. Just crazy. But I, I don't know why I'm just going to pick the Clippers now because I have literally not looked into it at all. <laughs> I haven't so. done any. <laughs> I've I've hardly even paid attention to any NBA news, so couldn't tell you. And then there's Chris, who's the, skip, Chris's baseball team is in the fucking playoffs. Was in playing, the playoffs playing a series clinching game, and he decided instead to go to a preseason NBA game. Crazy, come on, Crazy dude, boy. 
That's crazy terrible. Boy. Terrible. I get that, like, you worked in for the Blazers forever, blah, 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 whatever. Mm. Whatever. You don't anymore. Now you can watch the Red Sox, and you didn't yeah, do that. Can you even call yourself a Red Sox fan? I don't think so. I like how I, I'm, I'm doing this, and he can't even, like... I, know, he, I mean, he could come in and say something, but the listener won't hear it. So, <laughs> joke's on Chris. <laughs> Speaking of baseball... Hey, look at that. Oh, wait. We're... Thank you, my guy. Uh, the playoffs are in full swing. Three of the four series are now complete mm-hmm. uh, in the DS. I have to eat crow a little bit because last week on the episode, I said that I believed that the division series moved to seven games, and they for sure did not. No, there is five games. I, to be fair, to protect myself, I did say correct me if I'm wrong, and you guys didn't correct me, so you were both wrong also. Uh, I just, no, no, no. I just don't know that much about baseball. <laughs> so that's not fair. That's fair. You you admittedly <laughs> don't. So that's fair. I am a casual baseball <clears throat> fan. The, the Astros kind of walked through the White Sox, unsurprisingly. We both picked the White Sox, but we also had a qualifier in there that we believed that the Astros were probably going to win. Yeah, that was that was a heart pick, not a head pick. <laughs> yes. Uh, the Red Sox took care of the Rays. And that does me a number. <laughs> yes, I it, had them in the it World do. Series. <laughs> the Rays won the first game pretty convincingly, and the Red Sox won three games in a row. Uh, that's the first time the Rays have lost three games in a row since July. Jesus fuck. That's, that's insane. That is real. real. It's real. real. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. That's not real. <laughs> it's real. And uh, it, it's nuts. The, the, the white, the Red Sox, sorry. The Red Sox won the last two games on walk-offs. Both games were crazy. Fenway was rocking. The like uh, just baseball playoff baseball is amazing. Yeah, I watch I watched the uh, the last game there, and that was. And I am not a Red Sox fan by any stretch of the imagination. Fun as shit to watch. Oh, it's so fun. I yeah. don't even especially like, like with I can Kike Hernandez the, just yeah. coming up, just smacking the shit out of it. He knew exactly what was about to happen. He just walks away. He's like, "That's caught, but it's a sack <clears> fly, baby. We've won this game." I will say, the, I was yelling at the television because. The entire right side of the infield was open with a runner on third and one out. All he had to do was bunt. Even to the right half of the field and game over. Now, he he took care of business anyway, and I'm sure statistics would show that Kike Hernandez swinging the bat is more likely to win that game than bunting. But that hurts my baseball brain. (laughs) Your lizard brain of baseball. <laughs> it it hurts it a lot. I, it drives me nuts. These guys don't bunt on the shift. Drives me crazy. Um, dude, you're hitting dingers and making the other team cry, and that's it, dude. <laughs> I guess. The only thing that baseball's about. Hitting dingers. I guess. All right. Um, the Giants-Dodgers series, the only one that is still going. Game is happening right now. It it's looks like five, the baby. Dodgers are going to force a game five. Um, for the sake of my picks, I'm kind of the Dodgers pull through, but I'm also definitely <laughs> rooting for San Francisco. Yeah, which is this is maybe the only gross. the only series ever that I would root for the Giants, and I'm definitely rooting for them because yeah, and, I can't. Again, I, I will sacrifice my shitty picks on this podcast 
for the Dodgers to be eliminated in the division series. That would that's, be great. That's totally fair. That's totally fair. Um, I, uh, I just, I don't understand how the Giants are doing what they're doing. I don't get it. It doesn't make sense to me I, either. I, I, I'm they, like they truly at the do what you said. Their entire philosophy as a team is get up to the plate and swing as hard as you fucking can. Yeah. And if you make contact, <laughs> great. It's going to go over the fence. You're going to strike out a lot. Whatever. Yeah, I I don't understand it, but <clears throat> it's working, man. It is. And, and I hope it does. I really do. I hope the Giants, the Dodgers lose because I, I can't stand the fucking Dodgers. Yeah, that's fair. But um, we'll see. Uh, now that your World Series pick in the AL is out, mm-hmm. who are you picking in the Red Sox Astros series? You know I'm picking the Red Sox. Yeah. We're with this this podcast may never pick the Astros to win I'm never picking game. the Astros again. <laughs> and I know that the Red Sox have some shady history as well, but the Astros are the number one with a bullet right now. Uh so I'm going uh Red Sox. It hurts me. Like two years ago, I would have picked the Astros a hundred percent. I have family in Houston, I have family that are Astros fans. I dislike the Red Sox a lot, um, but I'm I'm for sure I'm sticking with my. Well, pick, I mean, even which like, was during the Red their Sox World anyway. Series run, we were rooting for them because they were yeah. the underdog. Yeah, turns out they were great winning because they were cheating. Yeah, no, it, made, but, it makes it even worse that I was like fully on board rooting for the Astros. Yeah, that's what I feel makes personally me affronted. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Fuck the Astros, man. Um, so this question popped up on our Twitter when I asked uh, what we should talk about this week. <clears throat> and that is, you know, baseball playoffs are in full swing right now. Um, and, you know, by and large, I think most people aren't watching and don't care. Um, is there a solution to that? Like baseball has an image problem and they... It's de- I, part of it. I th- I think is accessibility. But what do you think? Is there a problem first of all, and what is the solution if there is one? Yes, there is a problem because football is absolutely unequivocally number one in our country. Yeah, um, like it. It's not even close. College, uh, professional doesn't matter. They're number one. Football is number one. Football is so, probably number one, two, and three. Yeah. You need to you need to get out of that space. Playoff baseball is incredible. Yeah. But you need to get out of that space. So you either need to shift the uh the season two months forward. So you're you're uh yeah, so you're ending uh before football starts, or you need to shorten the season to where you're ending before yeah, football. I don't starts. think short I don't think shifting it is possible. Uh, cold weather markets starting in March would be basically impossible. Yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair. Um, so you need to shorten the season, and it, it needs would help, to be shortened. It would help with more exciting baseball. I I think at this point the MLB needs to seriously consider just shortening the season. I completely agree with you, and I know the owners are never going to want to do that. It's however many fewer forty fewer games if you end the regular season at the end of July and start the playoffs then. Um, yeah. But you're absolutely right. That's what needs it's, to happen. It, this, would, it would be if best this, for baseball if as this, a whole. If this was happening, if these series were happening the first week of August, 
that is all of the sports world's attention would be there. I don't yep. n- like people care about the NFL preseason because there's nothing else to care about. Yeah, if you gave them playoffs during NFL preseason, you're gonna get viewers. Yeah, you're gonna 100- get the NFL viewers. Yeah, definitely. You're, so you're, I, you're just past the end of the NHL and NBA seasons. Like those playoffs end in what June usually? Yeah. You get you start getting into crunch like if if July, like 4th of July games are like crunch time for these teams, like must win series and like big stuff. Could you That's imagine? A, that would be huge. Could you for imagine baseball. the 4th of July game having something riding on it? Yeah. I seriously unreal it'd be unreal yeah so uh you know i haven't done the math i don't know how many fewer games that would be they play through september now um so let's i'm not going to do the math on air but let's call (laughs) it like 40 fewer games 45 somewhere in there you're still playing 120 games maybe yeah um that's a lot of baseball it's probably more than that it's probably 50 games that you're Losing, but still, you're still playing over a hundred games, yeah. which is more than any other sport by a lot. Um, I, I, I think, I think it's there. I think they should do it. Yeah, I don't like. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous that they haven't yet, or they haven't even reviewed it yet. But that that's, that's, that's how you get the baseball viewers. is very much stuck in tradition and all of that. Yeah, I know, but. It's, like, and, uh, it, it, Chris, just, it makes Chris, so much sense. This may be one that Chris actually disagrees with because last week he was all about, you know, not alienating your base to pander to the to the layman. But um, if baseball wants to grow its base and get more popular when it should be, like right now, they definitely need to be playing these playoff games <laughs> when – the NFL, like the NBA starting, NHL starting, NFL's in full swing, college football's right in the middle of the season. Like, there's way too much going on in the sports world for baseball to capture the audience it should be. Yeah, exactly. And so it's a problem. Um, I think the other thing that baseball has done relatively poorly compared to other sports is they have become so regionalized with their broadcast rights that exposure is just not very good. Yeah, and they they don't market their superstars like they probably should, right? Like Shohei Otani had one of the greatest MLB seasons we've ever seen. Yeah. And I would say outside of a pretty hardcore sports or baseball fan, nobody knows his name. Yeah. If you go out to a casual NFL fan and you go, hey, uh, how, how do you feel about Shoei Otani this year? They're going to be like, who the fuck is that? Yeah. Right. But if you go like, hey, how do you feel about LeBron James or, you know, like these superstars or you, you could even like go as far down to like Dame Lillard in Atlanta like or anywhere you could have him do that. Like, and they'll know who this guy is. But like Shoei Otani, they're not going to know who this guy is yeah. because they're not they're not they're not there on their marketing for their superstars. Well, and again, baseball's not popular when it needs to be popular, which is crunch yeah. time, playoff time, all that stuff. So. To be fair, Shohei Otani is not in the playoffs, but... Right, and Mike Trout <laughs> hasn't either. That's the other problem. You need to get your superstars to be on playoff teams. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but anyway, um, 
watch the baseball playoffs. It's worth it. It's so much fun. The atmosphere is just, it's unlike anything else that I watch in sports. The playoff baseball atmosphere is second to none to me. Oh, it's fantastic. It's so fun. All right. Since Eli had food poisoning last week, we are not doing beer of the week. Last which means week. By last week, you mean three days ago. Whatever. <laughs> last weekend. Um, and we're going to be talking about college football without beer for the first time this season. I mean, you you could have a beer. I just, I'm not going to put it on my tummy. I'm not going to put, I'm not going to put I'll, that on my tummy. I'll save the calories if we're not doing beer of the week. It's fine. All right. All right. I got, um, I got, I got to save the old belly here. It's still not a hundred percent. So we're, fair. we're chilling on the beer that's right fair. now. Um, as you said, you didn't get to watch much <clears throat> college football this weekend, and you missed one hell of a day of college football. So I hear. It was intense from the first games through the last games through the afternoon games. Literally, there was a good game on at all points in the day, and it was awesome. Um, started with the Red River Showdown. I don't know if they changed the name. But like the field said, Red River Showdown, and that's what they I'm were I'm sure saying. they did. I'm sure they... Um, I think it's still referred it to as the Red River Rivalry between the two schools. I don't know. Whatever. It doesn't really matter. Uh, Red River Showdown lived up to the hype. Texas came out to a commanding lead in the first quarter. They were leading 28-7 to after one. Um, Spencer Rattler looked terrible in this game. And he was benched before halftime. I, you know, I am like, I was so high on Spencer Rattler this year. I mean, listener, you can attest to that. (laughs) We were talking about how there might be the number one team in the country because of how great this kid is. Turns out, uh, not only is he a dud in real life, uh, he's a dud on the field as well. Yeah. Um, That man is so, I'm surprised he's not the transfer portal already. Oh, he might be. (laughs) <laughs> or he has one t- he has a foot in there for sure um he was replaced by caleb williams who balled out that guy threw some balls that high level high iq football plays he made yeah. um, he he made um he, he it was weird he made like the the hard plays look really easy and the easy plays look really like he fumbled three snaps <laughs> they just like went through his hands nice That's but, and nerves. then he would just turn around and throw it 60 yards on a dime <laughs> off the I, ground like, I, I, when he I, I, i'm not surprised by that because that's probably like a nervous thing, right? Because pre-snap, probably. he's doing a lot of thinking. And then the second that ball is in his hands, it's no longer thinking. He's just playing ball. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, probably. Right. So um, just so you know, it is commonly referred to as the Red River Shootout. It is officially known as the Red River Showdown and alternatively known as the Red River Rivalry. Oh, for crying out. Just like fucking pick one. Yeah, it's fucking A, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway... Um, yeah, Spencer Rattler was eight of 15 for 111 yards and one pick. And Caleb Williams came in and went 16 for 25, 212 yards and two touchdowns. Now I did read somewhere that Spencer Rattler did come in on a crucial two Two point point conversion. conversion. He did. Uh, and he threw a good ball and 
I don't really, I don't really understand that. <laughs> I don't know if maybe it was just a play that they had practiced that week with the ones, and mm-hmm. and Caleb Williams didn't get reps on that play, so Lincoln Riley was just like, "Yeah, go back in. This will be your last hoorah for the Sooners, <laughs> and then next year you'll be playing for BYU or wherever the fuck he goes. Uh, BYU and they're in the Pac-12, Big Ten, Big Twelve, SEC, ACC, ACC, all of them." Uh, Mac, whack, whenever they're at. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, um, no, like I, it, it's funny because I, I, like I said, I haven't, I didn't watch the game, but I've, I've read some stuff about it, and like they took like this big team photo at the end, and Spencer Rattler was already in the locker room. He was the only person on um, Caleb Williams' first. He, I think he scored a rushing touchdown. Yeah, he scored a rushing touchdown. That was like on his first drive in and Spencer Rattler was the one guy who did not come up and congratulate him. Which yeah, well, anybody who's watched QB one knows that Spencer Rattler is just like a shitty person and he's definitely a not a leader. Yeah. Like I, I, that, that is not surprising. The second he gets benched, he's, he turns into a whiny little bitch. Not surprising at all. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we'll see where Spencer Rattler <laughs> is playing next year, but it I, it's not going to be in Oklahoma. No. Um, and then in the same time slot, we had Arkansas Ole Miss, and this game was just as fucking bonkers. Uh, it looked like Ole Miss had won. Um, Arkansas had the ball back with, like, no timeouts and a minute left, and they drove down and scored a touchdown, and then they went for two and missed the two-point conversion. They went for the win. And missed the two-point conversion, and Ole Miss won. Here's the thing. I love that shit. Oh, I do, too. Especially I, as the underdog on the road. I'm yeah. here for it. I I am all aboard the get it over now. Yeah. Put it all on the line. I'm 100% for that. Yeah, especially if, especially if you have a play that you are confident that most of the time is going to work, do it. Yeah. Show your team you've got that trust. Yep. Um, so that that game happened at the same time as the Red River Showdown. Just bonkers. And then the afternoon happened. Um, Iowa took care of Penn State, but <clears throat> Penn State had this game in hand. Uh, their quarterback, I'm blanking his name right now. I'm going to pull it up here in a second. Um. Penn State's quarterback, Sean Clifford, got hurt in the first half, and he was torching the Iowa secondary in the first mm-hmm. half. Uh, he was hurt. He had thrown for 146 yards. He had thrown two picks. This Iowa defense just makes turnovers. I it I can't really explain it. They have, <laughs> I, they have forced so many turnovers this year. It's ridiculous. Uh, it's by far the reason that they're 6-0 and and ranked number three in the country. Um, their defense is just absurd. Um, at some point, the Iowa offense needs to step up because uh, Penn State in that first half definitely showed some weakness in the Iowa secondary. And if it wasn't for the turnovers, Iowa probably would have lost this game. Hey, as an Oregon fan, I feel that. Yeah, big time. It, it gave me big, big Oregon vibes on big time Oregon vibes on Saturday with Iowa. Thank God um, for turnovers. Yep. 
<clears throat> um, and then the night happened and or the I guess late afternoon games and shit just went fucking bananas. Um if if you're listening to the show and you don't know that Bama lost, I don't I don't I don't really know why you're listening because we talk about college football so much. Um <laughs> Texas A and M, who we have shit on all season. Because they're not a good team. And we were finally right like they we were, were vindicated they, we were vindicated so vindicated and then they just come out and fucking beat alabama this this was alabama's first unranked loss since 2007 fuck me jesus christ yeah you know who the, you know unreal. who alabama played in a bowl game in 2007 the independence bowl i, I don't remember colorado <laughs> well luckily i don't think that's gonna be happening again so i don't know man alabama uh texas a&m beat alabama by three colorado lost out to, to texas a&m by three transitive properties of college football it's so facto colorado is alabama they're as good as alabama yep yep that's how it works yep that's how you cannot that's convince how, me otherwise that's how twitter <laughs> loves to think that college football works for sure I, that's for sure no, that is how it works mm-hmm. dude you just you just live live that I, I love that truth for you jamie i love that truth for you <laughs> you live um, in your truth this i here's here's why i struggle with this right i like alabama losing i like them losing to an unranked team this is really 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 bad for a lot of teams that are going to be on the edge of the playoff. How do you mean? Let's just say the rest of the season goes the way we think it's going to in the SEC, and that is Georgia wins out and Alabama wins out, and they meet in the SEC championship. Then Alabama wins the SEC championship. They're both in. Yeah. Yeah, that sucks. I mean, we, sucks a we lot. already kind of knew now, they're both going to be now, in there, right? Now, now, like, now. If Alabama didn't lose this game and both teams were undefeated going into the SEC championship game, I think they'd both be in anyway. So it yeah. may be a zero-sum game. And what this does do is if Georgia beats Alabama and Alabama's a two-loss team, they're out. Yeah, that door, that door is creaking open slightly for a team like Cincinnati who may not have the although they have they have a really good schedule this year but like that mid-major team that yeah. could sneak in like they yeah, they, so they maybe, have all the makings for that <clears throat> maybe i'm wrong um it, alabama losing is never a bad thing so i don't want to no. to put that off as yeah. i think this is a negative uh <laughs> it just i've seen that story play out where we, we like we all get hopeful alabama finally lost and then they went out and they're still in anyway um but I think that's going to be the case for – I think there's going to be one undefeated team at the end of this season. And yeah, in my Georgia. opinion, that's Georgia. <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, I just I just want to point out something. I, I, I just kind of – I clicked on this earlier, and I wanted to bring this up to you. We were talking about Old Miss. One of their backup quarterbacks' name is Kinkeed Dent, but I read it as Kinkhead Dent, and I thought that was very funny. <laughs> It's 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 like K I N K E A D, which I'm pretty sure they're gonna say like it's Kinkied, but it looks like Kinked. 
Like kink head there's, dent. There's Eli's uh, college football take for the weekend. There it is, everybody. guys. I didn't watch college football. <laughs> but now you know a backup quarterback's name for Ole Miss. All right? Uh, <laughs> Sorry, continue uh, with what you were saying. <laughs> later on in the night, uh, Michigan was taking on Nebraska, and they got scurred by the <laughs> old Cornhuskers. Did they now? They did. Uh, Nebraska was driving to win the game, didn't quite pull it off. Uh, Michigan wins by three. Um, Not again, a just great a crazy look for finish. Um, Nebraska is one of these teams, and I shit on them all the time, and rightfully so, fuck them, um, that is probably the best three and four team in the country. Uh, again, they've 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 improved every week. It seems they're they're one of those teams that is just going to win games when they absolutely shouldn't. Oh, they're going to wreck somebody's season. They almost wrecked Michigan's last weekend. They're going to wreck somebody's season. Let's see who they have. They have Minnesota. Well, they have Minnesota, Purdue, <clears throat> um, Ohio. I State. could see them beating Iowa at uh, the end yeah. of the season, last game of the season. I said Iowa's going to lose a game. I, this might be like this. Nebraska team has the makeup. Like they're not very good, but. They could put a game together, especially against a team that doesn't play very good offense, and win. And in the last in the last game of the year, just that would just absolutely just wreck season. Iowa. Absolutely Ugh. wreck them on November twenty sixth. That that's what Nebraska feels like to me this year. Yeah, um, I, I can see that. Yeah, I'm still glad they lost. I hope they lose every game, um, but they they're <laughs> they're creeping in there, and I don't like it. Um, Notre Dame hung on to win again in overtime against Virginia Tech. uh, Took overtime. Um, I almost predicted this loss last week. You said that they'd bounce back pretty big. Uh, Definitely didn't do that. And um, I think they just are who they are. They're just not all that good. It's very reminiscent of the Notre Dame team uh, with Manti 2012. 2012, where it's just like they just keep winning games somehow. You don't really know how because they're not a good team, but they just win. Yeah, let's just go through their schedule here. They beat Florida State by three. Florida State's bad. Awful. Not not just like not very good. They are bad. They beat Toledo by three. (laughs) They beat Purdue by 14. They handled Wisconsin pretty big but mm-hmm. waited till the fourth quarter to do so they beat cincinnati by they lost, they to, lost cincinnati. to cincinnati by 11 and then beat virginia tech by three three of their five wins are by three points that's ridiculous clutch again, i guess <laughs> yeah but it, again i mean you talk about oregon not looking like a top three team notre dame doesn't look like a top 20 team to me they just no. have the wins to be mm-hmm. in there um. Um. And then and then there's Kentucky, just like hanging around here, undefeated. Took care of business against LSU. Beat them by 21 points. Um, I feel like this I, is like the quietest six and zero I've ever seen. Oh, especially out of an SEC team. <laughs> yeah, like especially Kentucky. Like I like yeah. Like it's, it's getting big storylines now. But like I didn't. I guess I didn't really realize that Kentucky was legit. I don't like think after, anybody did. 
after after their winning is Florida, I was like, okay, I see it. But oh, fuck, man, it's crazy. Well, we'll see. They have a tough opponent this week, but I we'll mean, get, probably we'll get to that this week. But we'll get you know, we'll get to whatever. that in a minute. Um, so that oh, the Pac-12. We need to get through the Pac-12 here. Um, <clears throat> I don't even know what the Pac-12 is. I don't, Nobody I, does. I don't get Pac-12 it. Doesn't it, even know what the Pac-12 it makes is. no fucking sense. Um, the only thing that made sense this weekend in the Pac-12 was Arizona State beating Stanford. We said big game hangover. Um, David Shaw lover Chris over there said that they were going to win big. That didn't happen. Um, so Arizona State is pretty clearly, to me, the second best team in the conference. Um, after that, I don't even know what, like Washington State beat Oregon State. Um, that That is 100% punishment for rushing the field against an FCS school. <laughs> Hundred percent. Yeah, they. Yeah. Why? Why would you do that? It's a yeah. curse. It's a curse 100%. to rush, rush against an FCS school. Yep. Um, Utah destroyed USC. Made them look silly. What the fuck is the Pac-12, man? <laughs> uh, and UCLA struggled for most of the game against Arizona, and much like Oregon, took care of business late in the third and fourth quarter. Um, you know, again, it's like it's like yeah, Arizona's a bad team. Um, but they're one of those like it, you can any of these Pac-12 teams can keep up for a half. Yeah, with anybody, with anyone, anybody can do it. it, it yeah. Like so, I, that's why I like I don't get too worried about like first half scores or like oh they look like they're struggling. It's like because you can come out with your ears pinned back as an underdog and like fire out and just uh, cause havoc for a half. But it's all about talent and depth in the second half, and that's what that's what you sh- show as truly as a team. Right. So so that was the four games in the Pac-12. <clears throat> Had four teams on a bye. So that's that. All right. This gets us to our top 25. And uh, we made some shakeups here. It's going to look Shake up. somewhat, somewhat similar, similar, somewhat similar to the AP. <laughs> um, uh, Somewhat similar to the AP poll at the top, but we definitely have some movement in here. So, without further ado, here we go. We have number one, Georgia. Again, I think this is the only team that's not going to lose a game. Yeah. Um. Then we have Iowa at number two, Cincinnati at three, and Oklahoma jumping all the way back up to number four. Now, um, we had them, I believe, at nine last week. Mm-hmm. Yep. All the way down at nine. I put them here because they finally found a quarterback that can play football. And Turns out. I think they're just going to steamroll the rest of the way yeah, I would in, the, in mm-hmm. the Big 12. Um, number five, we have Michigan. Um, they they uh, Up until the Nebraska game, they've really just kind of handled their business. Um, struggle with Nebraska. I think Michigan's going to slip at some point, but up till now, they deserve to be here. Mm-hmm. Number six, we have Alabama, not sliding too far, but it's finally fun to see them out of the top four. Yeah, yeah, that's that was uh, you know maybe a little bit uh, um, celebratory on our part, but you know yeah. that's where we're gonna put them. Yep. <laughs> Number seven, we have Penn State. <clears throat> um, again, you lose to Iowa, the number two team now in the country. I'm not going to punish you all that, especially on the road. I'm not going to punish you all that hard. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kentucky jumping all the way up to number eight. Again, they have some big-time wins. Yeah, I mean, they 
Florida's a good team. They handled yeah. their business against Florida. Like you can't. That's one of the better wins of the season. So yep. And then we have what caused the twenty-minute discussion pre-show about the rankings <laughs> for a tie at number nine because the AP poll does that, and we can do whatever the fuck we want. It's our yeah, show. This is our show. We do. What we we want. have Oregon and Ohio State. I originally on our little rundown here had Ohio State ranked ahead of Oregon, and my reasoning, and I know in the previous episodes we had talked about how. If there's head-to-head win and both teams look relatively the same, that you're going to give the edge to the head-to-head team. And I still believe that. However, Ohio State has been on a pretty steep upward trajectory since that Oregon loss. They have looked better and better every week. And Oregon has kind of gone the opposite direction. They've looked worse and worse every week and now have a bad loss to boot. So I had I had this flipped. It's still really close. It, it's difficult when you have teams that are close to put the head to head winner I, behind. That's, that's, that but. was the argument. It was I, my, I maintain that their resumes are fairly similar, right? And um, so when when the resumes are fairly similar, I'm going to put a lot of weight on a head to head matchup. And so yeah. if you have them within a rank of each other, I'm using I'm using the head to head matchup as a tiebreaker. Right. Yeah, and that's, I just that see Ohio argument. State putting up sixty six points and fifty points and whatever. Yeah, but we talked about like that's not the style of the Oregon team, even if they're I fantastic. Get I get it. Trust, so. I'm I'm right there with you. <laughs> Again, I struggled with this. This is why they're tied at the number nine spot, mm-hmm. and that is what it is. And listener, you can suck it if you have a problem with that. <laughs> this is our list. God damn it. <laughs> um, number eleven, because there's no number ten. We have Michigan State. Again, I hope they lose. Uh, I think they're going to. They don't really have a marquee win to this point. That's why they're undefeated, but still down out of the top 10 because I just haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I mean, their best win is against uh, a Miami team that has been disappointing to say the least. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, And then after that, at 12, we have Oklahoma State. Kind of the same deal. They beat Kansas State. They beat uh, who else? Who'd they beat? Somebody in there. Um, again, just haven't seen it. I think they're going to get their blow, their uh, doors blown off by Texas Baylor. and Oklahoma. Baylor and Kansas State, yeah. Um, both of whom are now out of the top 25. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think Oklahoma State is worse than Oklahoma and Texas, and I think they'll lose both those games. But yes, they're undefeated, so 12 they are. 13 is Wake Forest. Again, undefeated, but the ACC is absolute garbage. Bad, bad. So, bad, so, bad. Yeah, undefeated <laughs> against garbage. Um, 14, we have Ole Miss. Uh, their one loss is against Alabama. Can't really punish them all that much, and they nope. just beat Arkansas. 15, we have Coastal Carolina. I struggle with this one every week because I just I don't even know what they are. Yeah, same. San Diego State coming in at 16. They keep climbing these rankings, and if they keep winning, they're going to go higher. Yep. Arizona State at 17. Um, This is pretty clearly, to me, the second-best team in the Pac-12, which means that they're probably going to lose like three more games. And (laughs) who even knows? Yeah, they're going to lose their rivalry game. They're going to... Just just quick break. Uh, Seattle Kraken just uh, scored their first goal ever. So... 
continue. It's nice. now one to three, but you know, <laughs> still go Kraken. <laughs> go Kraken. Uh, 18, we have Arkansas. Their two losses are to Georgia and Ole Miss, who are both ranked pretty high. Yep. Uh, well, one and 14, so can't punish them too much. Uh, number 19, we have Notre Dame. I I still think this team's bad, but they keep winning somehow. Like Dead. we talked about. Yeah. <laughs> NC State at 20, SMU at 21. They are undefeated, but again, have played nobody. BYU at 22, Florida at 23, Texas at 24. And then at 25, I wanted to put any other team in the country at this slot, There's but just, I couldn't justify it. We just can't. <laughs> We just so, can't do it, listener. 25 is Texas A&M. Ugh, I finally. mean, they beat the number one team in the country. It's it, the best win of the year, all right? Yeah. And and nobody else has a resume that can match it. So, yep. Texas A&M at 25. Boo. Is, I hate it. I hate Boo. that for us. Boo is right. <laughs> um, hopefully, they lose a bunch of more games and make Alabama look even worse. That would I be love that. I me. love that for us. <laughs> um. All right, week seven preview. Uh, we're in the thick of the college football season here. Um, obviously seeing upsets, and this season's just fucking bonkers. So we'll see what happens here. We have a full, not full, we have a five-game Pac-12 slate to go through here real quick. Um, so we're going to go in chronological order. First up on Friday night in Eugene, we have Cal at Oregon. I'm expecting Oregon to come out fairly angry, unhealthy off of a bye week. I would expect this one to not be close in Oregon's favor. I can't really say healthy because C.J. Verdell's out for the year. Uh, That's fair. Um, Yeah, those little dings and nicks that happened against Stanford are hopefully. Yeah, hopefully they get some guys back. Oregon should win pretty handily in this one. Cal's just not very good. Yeah. Um, so pretty handily there. Then in the toilet bowl of the Pac-12, we have Arizona coming to Boulder to play Colorado. I got Colorado. Um, I want to say handily because I think Colorado's a better team, but they just don't have the offense. Yeah, I think Colorado is going to make some adjustments. They had a bye week last week. They could actually probably sit down and make some tweaks to their play calling strategy and all this different stuff. I think Colorado is going to come out with something to prove and prove it on Saturday. Mm -hmm. Um, I can see that. And so I don't know that it's going to be a huge outpouring of offense. Like I don't see them scoring 40 plus or anything. No, no, no. But um, I think they're going to actually show signs of life and Colorado is going to win this game. I think so too. I think, I think this is, a game where Colorado can fine tune some things. Yeah. Uh, then, in the evening slot, we have Stanford at Washington State. This is one of these. What even is the Pac-12 games? Yeah, to me, both these teams have been have shown that they could be good. They've also shown that they could be bad. So uh, Stanford's a one and a, Stanford. Oh, nice. Stanford's <laughs> a one and a half point favorite in the Palouse. Um, I'm taking Stanford. I think to I am cover. too. Um, just because they have massive receivers. <laughs> oh wait, did Tanner McKee get hurt on Friday? I don't know. Oh, 
I thought so. Uh, anyway, doesn't matter. I'm picking Stanford, um, and I'm sticking to it. Then at 6.30, hey, we actually have a, a day where there's only one 8 p.m. Mountain Time start. Hey, look at that. <laughs> in the Pac-12. It's a, it's a miracle. Uh, 6.30 Mountain Time, 5.30 Pacific. We have UCLA at Washington. Washington's a two-point favorite in this. What? UCLA. UCLA, big. I'm going big. Yeah, I, I, like, I would expect so, too. Like, double-digit win. Uh, this would be my, like, lock of... If I was doing, like, the betting lock of the week or whatever, this oh, is yeah, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is it, it big time. Uh, Washington's actually a favorite here? By two. That's not real. It is real. That's and I'm going to go bet on it as soon as we're done recording. Washington has a 60% <laughs> chance to win this game? Who the fuck? What? It? No, UCLA is not going to lose to an FCS school. Sorry, it's not happening. <laughs> it's not. UCLA is going to win this game, and they're going to win by double digits. Um, 8 p.m. Mountain Time, Pac-12 after dark. This one we had pegged as our game of the week in this week in the Pac-12, um, and Utah's been a giant disappointment. Uh, but we have, oh, wow, line on this one's even. Arizona State at Utah. Line is even. Because what is the Pac-12, Vegas man? doesn't even fucking know what the you know, Pac-12 is. You know, here's the thing. Is. I actually, I actually, <laughs> actually kind of get the Washington thing because they're just. I think they're just throwing darts at a board. It's like, yeah, fuck it, man. That's, Pac-12 is definitely like, what they're doing. I guess Washington by yeah. two. <laughs> yep. Um, I'm gonna go Arizona State. I like. I it'll probably be closer because I think it looks like uh, Utah might be finding a rhythm. But I, I still I still got Arizona State in that. Yeah, I mean Kyle Whittingham's such a good coach. I can't imagine that he's gonna let two bad losses at the beginning of the season to BYU and San Diego State derail both them. Both ranked teams, by the way. And and they both um <clears throat> and and again they've looked better every week since that San Diego State triple overtime loss, by the yeah. way. Um and they just curb stomped USC. So again, Utah's just going to be one of these teams that just wrecks the Pac-12, beats teams like Arizona <laughs> State that they shouldn't beat, and just ruins the so Pac-12. Are you going to take Utah anything. on this? I'm going to take the Utes. All right. I don't. I, I. I hope that doesn't happen. That's bad for Oregon. That's bad for the Pac-12. But I think. I think that's what's going to happen because it's. Because it's the Pac-12. Because it's the Pac. You know what? That's totally fair logic. <laughs> totally fair logic. All right. Elsewhere in college football, some big matchups. Uh, we have Oklahoma State at Texas. I think I'm going to take Texas in this. I'm taking Texas in this. Um, Oklahoma State has earned their number twelve ranking on our board, uh, and this is where it gets shot down. Yeah, I, I Texas like they look good against Oklahoma from the highlights that I watched. Um, <laughs> they did. They look so, good. Uh, they look good against Oklahoma. I I think they would come out and win this game. Yep. Auburn at Arkansas. I'm still going to take Arkansas. Uh, their two losses are uh, not the worst losses in the world. Um, Auburn is Auburn. So <laughs> I'm going to take Arkansas here. Uh, this is one of those prove it games to me for Arkansas, right? Like the their two losses so far are Georgia and Ole Miss, both excusable losses. This is the game. This is the first game that I'm like, okay, prove it to me. Prove yeah. to me that you are legit. Beat a team you're supposed to beat, but is historically good in the SEC. Yeah. 
Well, that's Auburn's what I want to see. Still a good team. Like they're not a bad team. So yeah, they're four and two. Yeah, they're a good team. Um, but I yeah, I, I still would have <clears throat> Arkansas in this. This is the prove it game. I'm picking Arkansas as well. But this is this is big time prove it time for Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Um, UCF at Cincinnati. Cincinnati has so far only proven that they are the real deal. So I'm I'm going to pick them till they lose. Completely agree with you. Who do they even have left? Let's look. UCF, Navy, Tulane, Tulsa, USF, SMU, and Eastern Carolina. Yeah, I'm Cincinnati should win out, and yeah. they should win this game, and they should win this game fairly convincingly. Theoretically, yes. <laughs> it's college football. Nothing's convincing. Yeah, they, they, um, they should win out their schedule fairly easily, <clears throat> but who knows? Who knows? Number 13, Ole Miss at Tennessee. Ole Miss. One of these times, Tennessee's actually going to do what Tennessee should do and like win these games. That is not this day, in my opinion. (laughs) Matchup predictor. If you got, if you care at all about ESPN's power football power index, which I don't even know what the fuck it is, but it gives Tennessee a fifty three percent chance to win this game. So Tennessee's the favorite, according to that. Tennessee is not the betting line favorite, but according to FPI, they are the favorite. I don't get how you bet against Matt Coral, man. That guy's insane. I'm I'm picking Ole Miss. Don't get yeah. me wrong. Um, I, I'm picking I, Ole Miss. I, I, as, when you but, look at Vegas, I don't get that. Uh, one of these days, Tennessee's going to turn it around. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, they've been on the edge of turning it around and, for eight years. And with, <laughs> and <laughs> which means really are they on the edge? Yeah. Um, with the way college football's gone this year, n- nothing is going to surprise me. Uh, well, yeah, no, I it, I completely agree with that, but so we'll see. Uh, and then we have the marquee game of the week: number eleven Kentucky at number one Georgia. We've said it a few times on the show. Don't think Georgia's losing this year. They have a historic defense. I'm going Georgia. I don't know, man. Georgia gave up their first real touchdown of the the year last week, and they were actually losing to Auburn for like a half a minute. Yeah, that is uh... a. <laughs> It was a third quarter touchdown. They still have yet to give up a first half touchdown. (laughs) They were losing for three to nothing. Yeah, they were losing for for six minutes, actually. Um, Yeah. But then, yeah, George is not going to lose. We're fine. They're fine. No. (laughs) Again, best defense maybe ever. Yeah. It's insane. All right. That's college football. It's it's amazing. If you're not watching college football, just watch it. It's incredible. It's so good. Everything so good. about it. It's Rushing so the field, unless you beat an FCS school, is awesome. Um, all of it is great. It's so, and 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 we get to go see it live in a couple weeks. Yes. Well, I get to go see it live on Saturday. I get to go see it live in a couple weeks. You get to come to Austin <laughs> in a couple weeks. I get to come back to Austin, and I am so excited. Be Haven't been back in eight years. Oh man, I'm. Yeah, it's I'm gonna hyped. be a blast. I'm hyped. All right, NFL. Uh, we already talked about the biggest storyline in the NFL. I don't know why coaches continue to be the biggest storyline. That's a problem. <laughs> the NFL, yeah. like that, you gotta like that needs to be fixed. Two weeks in a row, you have head coaches being the major storylines. Rip. That's really bad. <laughs> Rip NFL. Yeah, that's it. Downfall <laughs> of the NFL right here. Yeah, um, we're looking at it, guys. 
Again, I I don't know what it is about sports this year. They're insane. All, all of them. I don't Just crazy. I, I like so the NFL like my the extent of my NFL fandom mostly goes to um Broncos and fantasy football. Um, and I've already given up on fantasy football this year, so it's just the Broncos. Uh, my team, like, it just seems like everybody's so inconsistent this year in every sport. And, and maybe I'm totally off base here, but it just seems like... I don't like- know. There's, there's definitely some consistency in the... But this happens in the NFL every year, right? I mean, you, you only make it like four or five weeks usually with undefeated team or two. Yeah. <clears throat> And then teams just lose games that they're not supposed to not supposed to lose. But it's the NFL. Every team has talent and is good. Yeah. I like so, like I mean the Jets beating the Titans. What? <laughs> that happened last week, but Yeah, that yeah, that was kind of bonkers. <laughs> nobody would have predicted that. But okay, I'm I don't just, know. I'm man, gonna, I'm gonna point the, out right now. I, I I'm just, I'm pointing out right now because this might be the only time I can say this. Um, when we predicted our conferences or our, our divisions, excuse me, and I said I think the Jets are uh, on par or better than the Dolphins, you laughed at me. They are both one and four right now. <laughs> so well, we'll see this where might it be ends the up. only this might be the only time I can say that. <laughs> so I'm going to say it now. I'm going to go on record right now. I am correct. You are currently correct. Yes. <coughs> um. I don't just games are insane. Uh, the Monday night game last night was one of the better NFL games that I've watched in a long time. The Ravens had a crazy fourth quarter comeback. Uh, Lamar Jackson could not miss. He, he completed 37 of 43 passes last night for (laughs) 442 yards and four touchdowns. I mean, absolutely insane. What the hell? Um, you know, it, there crazy. were missed field goals all over the place this weekend. The the Browns or uh, no, not the Browns, not that game. Although I think they missed a field goal. Um, Mason Crosby with the Packers, who's one of the most uh, accurate kickers of all time, missed three field goals in a row in their game against the Bengals and still won it in overtime. <laughs> Just. Crazy, crazy stuff. The Broncos looked like absolute dog shit for three quarters, almost came back and tied the game against Pittsburgh. They apparently didn't watch the Super Bowl a couple years ago where the Seahawks played the Patriots because they had first and goal from the two and threw the ball three fucking times. (sighs) I hate that so much. Especially when you have a running back that is basically impossible to tackle. Regardless. This is the NFL. If you need two yards, pound out two yards. You have four downs. Yeah, they had 30 seconds on the clock. I think they were out of timeout, so that's that's definitely why they did it. But you had time to at least do one run play. And then get ready to spike. <clears throat> yeah, it's a high percent. I don't, I don't know. Whatever. Or yeah, It I, pisses me off. It's just on par for the Broncos the last five years, and it drives me insane. It's fair. So they are what they are. Um the surprise of the season, obviously, in the NFL is the Chiefs. They are two and three. They're not very good, turns out. And they lost by 18 points at home to the Bills. When was the last time they lost by 18 points at home? Uh, 1900? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, they had some pretty bad teams back in the day. But, I mean, it's been a long time. 
To be fair, yeah. their three losses right now are to the Ravens, Chargers, and Bills, all of which are like pretty super teams. Like, <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent, and definitely agree. Like, with they've you, had but a rough go, two and three. Nobody, yeah, no, it's not good. nobody it's not saw good. that, but nobody saw that coming. So you know the teams to beat in the NFL. Like if we're looking at power rankings, for example. Um, you got the Buffalo Bills at one, who we both picked to win the Super Bowl. Yay, look so, at us. Yay, us. Number two, you have the Arizona Cardinals, only left undefeated team at 5-0. and oh. They look good, man. I, weren't they, they my other good. Super Bowl pick? No. Definitely not. I picked Green Bay. <laughs> Whoever it was, it wasn't the Cardinals. Uh, then you have the Rams. Again, that division is crazy. The, the NFC West is crazy. Absolutely nuts. Um, Bucks at at four slot, Green Bay Packers at five. Then you have the Dallas Cowboys, four and one at six, and they look good. Dak looks better than he did before he got injured. Yeah, he does. Dak is playing (laughs) out of his mind right now. And then you have the Los Angeles Chargers, led by one Justin Herbert. Little Herbie, our little sweet baby boy Herbie. He's just lighting up the league. Oh, my. He is (laughs) on fire. How, okay, how Oregon didn't take more advantage of this is beyond me. I, I'm not going to go as far as to say that it has made me question coaching decisions, but I'm getting there because he is absolutely lighting up the NFL, and he did not light it up in college. He had flashes. No. Yeah, we um, all knew he was great, but they didn't show it off a whole lot. A lot of dink and dunk. Yeah, which especially his senior year, a lot of dink and dunk. And he has an absolute cannon of an arm. I know. Drew Brees was on Monday uh the Sunday night broadcast, like in the um as an analyst in the studio. And he was talking about how he went to one of the Chargers, I think it was the Chargers and Niners like training camp thing, practice thing they do together, and he said he was blown away by Justin Herbert and the way that he threw the football. Yeah, Drew I mean, Brees. yeah, well, at the same time, Drew Brees can't throw a football more than 15 yards. Never could, so. <laughs> yeah, never. He, you know, <laughs> it wasn't like the he was second all-time his... passer yeah. of all, of all, in the NFL history. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's, it's fine. He's, he's a nobody, pretty much, you know. How he described Justin Herbert's ball on that broadcast was he let the ball go, and then it sped up as it went downfield. Yeah, but That's what does how Carson Palmer it. think of him? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> Don't know. <laughs> what does Carson uh, Palmer think? <clears throat> you know, after that, it's kind of a jumbled mess in the NFL. And then you have the Jags down at the bottom, obviously. Yeah, unsurprisingly. But what about football Jesus? Uh, he has football Satan as his coach, so... <laughs> you know what fair point fair point dude he's, he's suffering from the he's he's on the ir for having urban meyer as a coach yep exactly fair uh so that's it for the nfl we'll go through some of the major stories and big games every week but we're definitely not going to talk about it as much as college football uh wait did, did you hear that uh trevor lawrence uh has lost more games this season than he's ever lost before in his entire life uh, I think that's the case for most quarterbacks that end up on the Jags. Fair point. 
Fair point. <laughs> yeah. All right. And with that, we bring in our esteemed guest, our sweet baby boy, Christopher Burkhart, to tell us how cold we are with our NFL or NBA predictions. And to give some David Shaw love, even though they lost. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into another episode of Cold Ones with Chris Burkhart. This was renamed to the David Shaw Show, but that was canceled after one episode, unfortunately. <laughs> good, good. He went and dropped the ball. Now, I do have to call you out, though. You said that I picked Stanford to win big. I, uh, I, a, I don't think you asked me my opinion on the Arizona-Stanford game. And B, I picked Arizona in our pick because I did not think Stanford was going to win that game. So, Fair. Just calling you out on that one. Cold take number one. I was just one. assuming that David you pick because you love him and David Shaw. You have still, a mural of adequate. him on your wall and yeah. still adequate. <laughs> David Shaw is still adequate. <laughs> All right. No. Eh, we'll see what our cold takes are. But first off, let's see. Kraken opening on the road. It's because their arena's not done yet, though, dude. It's not even supposed to open for another ten days. Coldplay is opening that bad boy. Really? That's kind of sad. I know. <laughs> Dude, they build they build all these arenas for these these sports teams, and then the sports teams never open them. Like that's like, true. My, I know. Like, I know the current Mile High Stadium was opened by the Eagles, not the Broncos. I'm pretty the sure. Band, I'm, the Eagles. I'm pretty sure. It's uh, also sad. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Metallica opened up uh, the Chase Center in in Golden State. Now San Francisco. That's less so, sad. That's so, less yeah. sad. They're still they're still putting uh, the last uh, bells and whistles on there. So hey, and it's funny because I remember uh, Portland played in Golden State about a week after that arena opened, and we go through media ro- or uh, the media entry, and I kid you not, like there's an actual NBA game going on, and you walk in, and then there's like a, a stairway you have to take down to the main area, and as we're going down the stairway, there's wet paint signs everywhere their stuff taped off Jesus. there's still ladders and ductwork being done like it was open for a basketball game but the stadium was not completed yet oh, so Jesus. But that's the only logical <laughs> reason that the, the kraken uh are starting on the road i think if that you're gonna start sense. on the road starting in vegas makes sense your other recently uh added franchise ton of hoopla it's pretty cool i mean get portland an nhl team damn it <laughs> right they need a I baseball love, team I, first. Hey, I'm a hot. I, I I love I I love going to a hockey game. Like when it comes to sporting events, hockey grossly underrated by casual sports fan. Like, I mean, uh, was that 2019 when Portland was playing Denver in the playoffs? The Avalanche were also in the playoffs at the time, and uh, it was Denver playing one day. The next day was a was a basketball off day. That's when the Avalanche played, and so. We went to that hockey game, and uh, Travis Demers and I, voice of the Trailblazers, and dude, both teams in the playoffs, two incredibly different different atmospheres, and hockey blew basketball out of the water. Hockey, playoff hockey's nuts. Hockey in general is awesome. So we have been vocally on record on this show talking about <laughs> how hockey live is one of the best sporting events. It may yeah. be the best live sporting event. Yeah. It's it's phenomenal. Even here in Portland, man, you got the the Portland Winterhawks, the WHL team. So this is the amateur kids, like right, like guys that are hopefully going to make it uh, into the league one day. They'll go up against the Blazers. Like they'll be playing the exact same night as the Blazers, right across the street at Memorial Coliseum, and they'll still draw seven, eight, nine thousand people. It's 
Hockey's well, awesome. that's why that's always been my argument for getting an NHL team in in Portland because the Winterhawks are consistently the most attended team in the WHL. And not only that, Moda Center was built as a dual use stadium. Like it's used for the WHL and has hockey sight lines already. So yeah, it's do it, do, do it. it. But I also want baseball, so that as well. <coughs> yeah, that's baseball uh, first. Yeah, that one's going to be a while. Um, Moving on, NBA. There we go. Back into my back into my wheelhouse. <laughs> the uh, the this cold takes Angeles, is about to get real spicy the when the and, season starts. No, no, we're gonna we're, we're, no. My pick. I have to stick to it because I've said this more than once. My pick. Uh, my pick to win the NBA Finals is the long shot here because no one's gonna pick them because they always look good and then just choke it away. But it's the Utah Jazz. So yeah, I can't, I can't disagree with that. Love the offseason they had. They obviously have uh, Rudy Gobert. I mean, that's one of the best defensive bigs in the league. Mike Conley is great. Donovan Mitchell, one of the best two guards in the game. But this offseason, getting Eric Pascal, Rudy Gay, Hassan Whiteside totally solidifies that bench along with Jordan Clarkson and Joe Ingles. Like that's a 10 deep roster, if not more, if they can lock up defensively and not choke it away in the playoffs, like they tend to, that's going to be a tough team. The, where it comes like the real question marks, like Jamie said, is just how stacked that Western conference is. Like as long as LeBron James has air in his lungs, you can't count out whatever team he's on. No, LA is going to be good. Uh, Denver is going to be good for years to come as long as they, I mean, last year, everyone can look at like, look at that and go, well, you know, they had the MVP. How come they didn't make a deeper run in the playoffs and really make some noise? It's like, cause they freaking lost Murray. Like yeah. <laughs> they lost their point guard and had to rely on Austin rivers and a bunch of other guys that you're like, yeah, who is Franco Campano or whatever his name was. <laughs> right. Like, like right. yeah, Michael Porter Jr. Uh, just signed that big deal to stay there in Denver. They got a very, very good team, man. So you can't rule them out either. I think that's I think Utah and Denver are kind of the the class of the Western Conference here in three, four, or five years when all the uh, all the Lakers and Clippers start to age out of the league. <laughs> yeah, well, the Lakers are right there. They're the the Lakers are basically the geriatrics at this point. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Yeah, but that's the Lakers my pick. are more likely to die on the court than win the <laughs> NBA championship. I think. Yeah, that's my pick. Utah Jazz, Brooklyn, probably still the favorite out of the out of the Eastern Conference, even if Kyrie Irving doesn't play. Uh, now he's apparently standing on his high horse that he's not getting vaccinated because he thinks it's it's upsetting him that people are losing their job for not getting vaccinated. But he's not anti-vax. But he's still, it's weird. What a Ky- tough situation. Kyrie Irving has like the weirdest views in the end he's like a weird dude like he's also a flat super earther weird. he's like a super conspiracy theorist he's he's a little crazy yeah, he's a weird guy he's a little it's crazy a, but he's but i'll tell you this he's he's really good at basketball he's really yes good he, he's very good at basketball now i now i am surprised guys this is not a hot take but I, we've said this before this this segment is also chris bringing in comments that you guys didn't talk about or didn't talk about enough and one of them is you guys didn't talk about the uh, the Brooks Kepka interview after the Tyson Fury Dante Wilder fight. I didn't even see it. I don't. So I don't think for I those saw it of you don't pay attention to boxing, that was it was Tyson Fury Dante Wilder, two monster heavyweights, their third match. Tyson Fury completely dominated the fight, but uh, both Kepka and our dude Bryson were both there in attendance. 
uh, Brooks got ambushed and a- asked the question, uh, what, <laughs> what PGA fire, uh, PGA tour golfer would you want to fight in the ring if you had a chance? And Brooks's answer was just a, yeah, you already know the answer. <laughs> like, <laughs> that yeah. is the most Brooks Kepka answer ever. Yeah. So yeah. pretty, pretty good. I, I love it. This is like, it's 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 a love hate relationship like they're at each other but they respect each other you know they well, do it's so good for the game of golf man it's you so know, good you know that they they love that they they're playing into it more because it's getting them both exposure oh yeah big time right like they they're the match this year because of that it's huge because they vocally hate each other and we'll get so. we're gonna, we're going to segue. We're going to ring this back about how golf does a better job at marketing its stars than Major League Baseball does. So I, I actually I saw this last week and I didn't look into it. And, you know, again, true fashion for the show did zero research. <laughs> um, I saw a tweet about how the Brooks Bryson thing is definitely them playing into it because the PGA Tour, I think last year, started like a, a fan interaction initiative basically where they're they get paid the more interaction they have with fans like on Twitter and whatever mm-hmm. like they're act, they're incentivized to go out there and cause more fan interaction that's fantastic hey, hey if that's the case good on them they need it and yep golf golf would golf needs to be because golf has some really good golfers all the time like outside of your your big names right like right. how many times you watch a tournament and you're like, who won? Like casual, casual golf fan. Like I have no idea who just won this tournament by five strokes. But yeah, I, oh, I'm gonna look into who this guy is now. The more you can get those names out there, and so it's just not one, two, three horses that you're attaching to. It's it's better for the game. So yeah, I like it. Incentivize them. Do whatever. Social media. It's a it's a tool. Got to use it. Mm-hmm. Now let's talk baseball for a second. First off. I left my house and it was 5-1 and I felt very good about the outcome of that game. I walked into <laughs> Moda and it was 5-5 and so the first thing I did was was order a beer. Now, as I told you, I did not pick I did not pick Trailblazers preseason game over watching Red Sox baseball. I picked social interaction over sitting at my house again because i just need to get out of the house and interact with someone before i forgot how to do it like that that's what i need to do. chris chris no what you never knew how to do it bud <laughs> whatever what are you talking about <laughs> social interaction it's what i do uh-huh i'm good at it i didn't want to forget how to do it so i went <laughs> so <laughs> you know Mm-hmm. But just, that's what that was. I, I was I was just absolutely floored when I texted you about Kike Hernandez not bunting, and you're like, "Yeah, I'm not watching." No, that wasn't. <laughs> I was like, it's, "What? Hey, what? it's been it's been to be completely honest, it's because it's been so hard to get into baseball the last few years because like right in the thick of the season, like season starts, I'm supposed to be hyped, but it's like I got NBA crap, and then I got summer league, and then I got like the NBA is just I've just evolved around it i more like watch baseball when i can um but alds and then you even don't when you can i will i know i will definitely be watching alcs though because i want a chance to go to the world series i don't know man that last don't don't that that last blazers preseason you know what i try to keep it i try to keep it pg here but fuck both of you (laughs) now now you talk about let's let's talk about bunting though for a second first off 
yes, it irks me that, oh, I see a shift and I can't bunt. And then people will be like, well, yeah, you know, bunting's hard. F off. You're Major League Baseball players. You should be able to bunt. <laughs> Secondly, not it's not only the bunt that pisses me off, Jamie. It's that, again, you're Major League Baseball players. You're the best in the absolute world. So they shift the entire infield to the right side and then that pitcher will throw a mistake pitch and throw it to the outside of the plate. And rather than taking it opposite way, you still hit a weak dribbler into the shift like 99% of the time. Like you, your habits are so bad that you cannot hit an opposite field grounder when it's just ready made for you. It's <laughs> it's so, so stupid. Dude, David Ortiz could outrun the defense if he laid down a perfect <laughs> bunt down the third baseline into the shift. Stupid. I hate it. I know. Small it ball drives me insane. Game, man. But these guys are now taught that you just have to hit the ball as hard as you can. And the way to do that is to pull it. And so that is literally all they do. It, but that's but also it drives stupid. me insane. But that's also stupid. Oh, no. It's, because it's, it's, it's stupid. If you're, pulling, if you're pulling an outside pitch, you're never going to hit it harder you're than if you would have taken that outside pitch oppo. I'm, Especially in a me. place like Fenway where you got a short porch, you can just pepper that big green monster and just get doubles for days. God, you, it's stupid. Eli's been with two enough Rockies games at Coors Field with me, with me screaming about not bunting in a shift or not hitting the ball up to the opposite field to know that I am fully on board with you. People think Jamie is a psychopathic game sometimes because <laughs> he's just sitting there like ever like, like there's like all the calm people around us at their season tickets. It's like, Ooh, I'm here with my children. I love this game. And Jamie's just like five rows above them. Like fucking punt to the right. Yeah. Back in high school, I was, uh, one of the fastest guys on the team. So I was like always subbed in as like a pinch runner and would almost steal like every single time because it's just what I was good at. But I hitting, yeah, I sucked at that. Anyway, I was a right-handed, <laughs> I was a right-handed batter. And my uh my coach started teaching me and encouraging me to learn how to <coughs> bunt left-handed. Because if you're bunting as a left-hander, you can lay one down the third base line and already have your momentum taking you to first base. As we're a right-handed yeah, you're batter, you're, you're, you're stuck. You're, so it's like, yeah, I, I literally learned to bunt as a left-hander just to take advantage of my speed. Because bunting, bunting gets you runs, baby. It's not all Small about the ball. long ball. I, DJ LeMahieu is one of my favorite players in baseball because he has won batting titles. He has a high batting average every year. Because he hits the ball to the opposite field. Hey, I'm going to go back to the very first World Baseball Classic when I called Japan winning that bad boy and everyone thought I was crazy. And I said, you know why? Because they're some of the most fundamentally sound baseball players on the planet. Yep. They are yep. so damn good. <laughs> Not about the long ball. They're just about playing baseball, baby. And they yep. do it so well. Uh, and, 100%. And, and on that note, I mean, you talked about it a little bit. That's Major League Baseball playoffs. Let's talk about this. The problem with Major League Baseball is crazy to me. And I go both ways because I I'm a purist. I'm a baseball fan, right? So I I don't want the I don't want the sport to get so diluted that it starts to take away from my experience as someone who loves the game for what it is, right? But you also do have to find ways to get that fringe fringe fan in, get them to watch. And one way to not do that, to never get fringe fan to watch is to put Four games on on a Friday and a Monday because who the hell wants to watch 
16 hours of baseball, especially when it's teams that they don't normally root for. And secondly, it's absolutely asinine to be putting two games up on Saturday and Sunday right now in the middle of the day against college football and the NFL. Just like you guys said, you cannot compete. It's the exact same problem that the WNBA has WNBA has right now. The WNBA is in the, the, the end of its playoff run. They're about to crown a champion, but they're putting their games up on Sunday afternoons. No one yeah. is going to tune into that game. No, no one is no, going to tune nobody. into that game. And yep. it's just you're fighting a losing battle at that point because you're never going to beat the NFL on a Sunday, no matter what week it is. You're going to have a hard time beating the NFL on a preseason game for your your sport, no matter what your sport is. Just just the NFL is a juggernaut, as is college football. So that's my biggest problem. And then secondly, like you're playing your seven game series or your five game series, what have you. I kind of like that baseball model or a basketball model a little bit better where you have a game. And then a day off, then a game or a game and then two days off and a game like back to back. These back to back games they are trying to get as many games as they can in a short amount of time. Dude, space it out. Let it breathe. If you have a game, yes, it's the ALDS and you have uh, most teams playing. But if you have a day where it's only one game and you put that bad boy on at seven o'clock, you're going to get eyeballs on it. It's just simple. And even if you play one game on a Sunday, Jamie, if you play one game on a Sunday, right? But you start that bad boy at 730. You're still going to compete with Sunday Night Football, but you're going to get Channel Hopper. Oh, Chiefs Niners is on a commercial. I'm flipping over to the baseball game, seeing what's going on. It's I don't think it's that hard, but hey, TV money is a whole different ballgame. Yeah, yeah. I think the problem with spacing it out in the current format is if you space it out more than you currently do, you're going to have baseball into Thanksgiving. No, I get that. And that's where it goes back to what you guys talked about, about cutting that season down a, a few weeks to, to yeah. Acom- yeah, accommodate yeah. that's that, what but. needs to happen probably a combo of those i think a combo would work and i'm a purist in the fact i don't want the season shortened but if it can make the playoff experience better for the viewer and get those fringe people in to watch help your tv ratings i think it's a good move to make it, i mean it also helps get, bringing some excitement into the regular season too right yep each game means more if there's less of them yeah but it's also i mean that's why you get the purists who argue. I mean, you play 162 games and you still went down to the last game of the season, whether or not the Mariners were going to make it in or not. Right. Like that's. Yeah. yeah. But hey, it's it is what it is. I don't think baseball has as big as a problem as as ratings like to say, say it does. Baseball's always been in this spot. It is what it is. But there are different ways to make it better. And like you guys said, uh, and I've said this before, pretty sure I've said it on this podcast. You have some of the most marketable players that baseball has yeah. had in decades. I mean, Shohei Otani is one of the best baseball players the game has ever seen, hands down. I mean, people talk about five-tool player. Like, dude, this dude's the entire hardware store. He's fucking yeah. phenomenal, right? <laughs> then you have you have uh, Fernando Tatis, easily one of the most marketable players since Ken Griffey Jr. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is marketable as shit. M- Mike Trout isn't like the biggest personality when it comes to marketability, but talent wise, he's marketable, right? Like you have some of the most marketable players ever, even the Houston Astros, right? People hate them. People hate them because they cheated to win that world series, but they didn't cheat, but that's what made the Yankees so huge in the nineties, right? The evil empire. They were the villain and MLB just fucking embraced it and made this juggernaut of a franchise out of it. Like, there's ways to make your 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 
product better and get it to the fan. And that's by marketing your talent and marketing your teams. And they're not doing that. And the la- honest to God, no bullshit. And if I'm wrong, find me that player because I don't think he exists. Major League Baseball has not marketed a player to the masses since Ken Griffey Jr. When it was freaking shoe deals and backwards ha- ca- uh, caps and nonstop Nike ads everywhere. Everybody knew that if you were wearing a backwards cap, you were repping Ken Griffey Jr. The sweetest swing in baseball, right? Everybody knew what it was. Kids were replicating this dude's batting stance. If you said Ken Griffey Jr., people knew who you were talking about, even if they've never watched a baseball game in their life. Back to what you guys said earlier. If I say, do you know who Shohei Otani is? No one does. If I say, do you know who Fernando Tatis Jr. is? Odds are fringe baseball players fan knows who Fernando Tatis Sr. or Vladimir Guerrero Sr. are more than they know the two juniors <laughs> who are tearing up the league right now. The marketing problem is just freaking asinine to me that you can't market your own stars. It's unbelievable. unbelievable. Yeah, I'm right there is, with is you. Isn't Ken Griffey Jr. the last one to get a shoe deal? Isn't he the last baseball I, player to get an exclusive shoe deal? Couldn't tell you off the top of my head, <clears> but I mean, the fact that a baseball player had a shoe deal with Nike. I mean, that shows you how marketable he was in the first place. Yeah. You tell me you couldn't have done that. You couldn't do, do that with a trout. You couldn't have done that with an Albert Pujols. I mean, you absolutely could. It's, yeah. it's ridiculous. I mean, well, especially, I, I especially, would say that, especially now since they're allowing them to show their personality so much more, mm-hmm. right. They're letting them just be like kind of assholes. And I love that shit, right? Like they can, the same thing with they golf. Can, yeah. Same thing, same thing that golf's doing, just baseball's not doing it nearly as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. So that's my I would take. say to your point about Ken Griffey Jr. being the last one they marketed, that was probably Barry Bonds during his home run chase. Did he have a shoe deal? Okay, here's the okay. No, here's I'm the, just no, saying here's, here's I'm just saying here's, like, here's the difference though. Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa were marketed at the time because again, home run race, but they were about to break a record. Barry Bonds was marketed at during his home run race as well, because he was about to break a record. They did it with, with Cal Ripken Jr. too, when he was about to break the Ironman streak. Right. But there was a record on the line, so they are like, okay, we need to get eyeballs on this product so that everyone is interested in seeing this record broken, and it worked. But they never marketed Barry Bonds as a, go buy your Barry Bonds shirts and your Barry Bonds shoes yeah, and put him true. in commercials. He's the face of baseball. Like, they did not market him to casual fan to completely get into him ken griffey jr was a completely different story and they tried a little bit when they had the the power three shortstop trio of alex rodriguez Derek jeter nomar garcia para they tried to market those guys a little bit alongside ken griffey jr but to me outside of home run races and records about to be broken they've never taken it taken their athlete and said regardless of the record that he could break this and that we're just going to take this guy hand him the keys to the lambo and let him be the face of baseball it's like, oh, we got Trout. He could be the face of ba- baseball. But what would that mean for everyone else and the other players around the league? And how would it impact? It's like, dude, just let it, just let him go. The fact that Damian Lillard is in small market Portland and is selling shoes and jerseys in the front entrance of the NBA store in New York City shows you the marketability of that guy. MLB is not doing the same thing. And it's a giant wasted opportunity. Thousand percent. I hate it. Thousand Market million percent. Your- well, D- Rob Manfred's a clown. Yeah. Stupid. Anyway, market your players. Shohei Otani's a beast. <laughs> we haven't we haven't done a firing campaign recently, Eli. I think 
I think it's time to restart that bitch. Yeah. It's just the problem is who, right? We've got uh, Mark Emmert, Rob Manfred. Start with Manfred. Emmert's just going to be shoved out because NIL went through and he's being shoved out by the courts, basically. So I'm, I'm going with Rob Manfred because baseball, baseball has a bigger problem than college football does right now. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. All right. Yep. Fire Rob Manfred. Rob Manfred, coming guys, after you, buddy. You guys do have the power, man. I mean, we are two for two. Pac-12. So. Absolutely phenomenal. <laughs> Absolutely phenomenal. And my final cold take of the day, Jamie hates it because I hate to admit it, but he's just not as young as he used to be, fans. He's really putting off some mad old man yells at cloud get off my lawn energy lately and he is a full-on hater of rushing the field which makes him just he's that makes what? you about as old no, no, as no. they come wait no, a minute no don't backtrack i don't care what you said in your podcast you backtrack a little bit you're like oh it's okay unless it's against an fcs team blah blah blah. that's not what you said in yeah. our text combos where you were basically just saying rushing the field is the dumbest thing of all time i love it it's a it's a unique that is not what i said shut up i'm the, this is my part of the show just <laughs> <laughs> but you're putting words in my mouth. <laughs> if it helps my argument, I don't care. <laughs> here, no, I love rushing the field. Kraken just tied it, by the way. We're not here to talk about hockey, okay? <laughs> <laughs> We're not here to talk about sports. Even though I did already. No, here's the thing. I love rushing the field, man. Even if it's against Washington State, Washington, Boise State, Eastern Washington. I don't care. Have some fun. It's a uniquely college football experience. People remember it. Hey, did you see? Did you see the TikTok of the guy who 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 was at the Red River Showdown and then went to Alabama A and M and rushed the field twice in one day? I didn't see that. <laughs> like, That's wow. awesome, though. Yes, he was that at both is games. Awesome. That's completely awesome. I love it. I get what you're saying about you know you know rushing the field against Washington. Maybe it's a little bit different, man. Research Stadium. These. Fans haven't had a chance to even be in a stadium for the last two years. Like it, it feels cool. You won a game. It's a big game. It matters. Rush the field. Have some fun. Tell your kids about it. I remember. Remember. Remember what? Remember when we started to really? Will, Dr. Wilshire really started to worry because people were rushing the field and we had all our ladders up on the side. Of the, the, do you remember that? <laughs> had our ladders up on the side and fans were like jumping and landing on the ladder. And he's like, "Last thing I need is a broken ankle and the band gets sued." And, right. I mean. There is some stupidity. I told you I'm not doing it anymore. I think it's kind of fun to see, but I'm not doing it anymore because I'm in my mid 30s. I got a back to protect. I can't. I mean, I'd throw, I if I jump down to rush the field, I'm something. We did it. We did it when Colorado, Colorado won, won the Pac-12, Pac-12 South. 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 We did. rushed it then because, and that was because um, I I'd never done it. Right, I've been in Oregon for five years. I'd gone to a ton of games. And I was never able to rush the field for the big game. I had to stay in the stands and play the stupid fight song. It's not a stupid fight song. It's the greatest thing in the world. It's the greatest song ever written. But, um, like, yeah, you know, and so when Colorado won that and we were in the stands, I was like, we got to go. We And honestly, kind of disappointing. Like, it was like, it was yeah. like really fun to go down there. And then you're just there. about like, two seconds and then you're lost. And you're like, oh, what? What? Well, it looks what? cool on TV. It's a fun experience. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you that. Unless now you're one like of the it. like first ones out and you can actually like interact with players, it's not that great. Yeah. Also, I'm definitely not against rushing the field. <laughs> you twat waffle. <laughs> See, that sounds like an old man insult. That's what that is. 
Yeah, put it on, you tat waffle. Yeah, tat waffle. <laughs> Back in my day, I'm when we rushed the field, if we it's had to not... run uphill both ways. <laughs> my only parameter is a ranked team, or or like a really big, meaningful game, like to win the Pac-12 South or something like that. That but also I, happened I, to be against a ranked team, but hey, but I'll fully admit, I think I put off some old man energy now too, because I watch them rush the field now, and I'm like. Ouch. Sure, that does not abide by COVID nineteen <laughs> health and safety protocols. That's a Why lot of people shirt off? packed it's in so together. Cold. <laughs> I don't see any masks, and there's definitely no social distancing. I'm a little, I'm a little freaked out through the television set right now. What's going on? That's, hey, to be fair, that's part of the reason I went to the preseason game uh, last night because he invited me. Half the team wasn't playing. I'm like, sweet. That means no one's going to be there. I don't have to worry about anybody in my bubble. I'm not going to be packed in this arena like sardines in a tin. This is going to be nice. And it was except for, you know, $16 beers and $20 nachos. Stupid freaking price gouging. Table anyway. flip. Anyway, I'd rush the field with you guys if you asked me to, because I love you. Oh, appreciate that. Maybe we'll rush it from the suite, you know? The Washington State game. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no. I would get halfway there and be too exhausted. <laughs> oh, you're talking about we're going we're going to a suite. I'm I'm wearing my Sunday best. I'm purchasing a monocle. I'm gonna get some nice white gloves. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh my please, gosh! Please show up with a fucking oh, monocle. My, yeah, a nice. Please. Like, yeah, a nice stovetop hat. I'm gonna look like the Monopoly guy going I, to this game. I love Hell, that for you. I love yeah. that for you. <laughs> Hell so, yeah, dude. I would like Green a beverage. Who do I ask? Who's supposed to go get it for me? Yeah. Mr. Burkhardt has arrived. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. That does it. That's another episode of Cold Ones where I just talk about the same things they talked about because I bring nothing new to the table, but they still invite me every week because hey. they love me. Until next time, friends. So, uh, J-Bone. Eli. I think it's your buzzer beater. I think it is too. Okay. Listener, we love you. Thank you for being here each and every week. Thank you for sometimes interacting with us on social media that we don't ever use unless you're interacting with us. Um, if you could share our show to your friend, if not, we just appreciate you being here and uh, hanging out with us. And with that, Jamie, what is your buzzer beater? My buzzer beater for the week is rushing the field is for losers deuces deuces (laughs) what
Sorry, my, uh, just tell my roommate about the uh, zero tolerance COVID policy. <laughs> it's fucking horrendous.